When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. The Miami Dolphins are 0-4 when quarterback Tua is sacked at least three times. Kat, as we flip the page, look at the offense a little bit. Do you see that more as a cause or an effect? Do you see a situation where the Dolphins get into situations where they're playing defenses, where they're a little helpless and Tua is forced to take a couple more sacks? Or is it just that the Dolphins, the offense isn't necessarily finding what they need to and the opposing defense is taking advantage of some uh, open opportunities, I should say? Yeah, good question. Uh, This past Monday, to me was a lot different than the chiefs and the Eagles and the bills game where were the, the first three losses, the team got up and I think it, it did have a lot to do with the game flow um, mm-hmm. with the offensive line. Um, this past week, they, for the first time all season, I, I could say got whooped by a lesser opponent. Now, a lot of that too has to do with the dolphins were missing four starters on their offensive line, but usually they're able to overcome that. So that, that's going to be the story for the rest of the year because Connor Williams is out for the year. Robert Hunt can't seem to get on the field. I don't see him playing this week either with a hamstring injury. They they peeled Jonathan Harrison and, and Matt Skura off the street. And I my money is on one of them starting here this week, probably Harrison with Robert Jones at left guard and, and Lester Cotton at right guard. But, you know, these next three opponents here, the Jets, the Cowboys and the Ravens, I mean, very, very strong up front. And the Dolphins have to, as they did for the first 12 games of the year, they can't let, they can't let that matchup ruin the game. How do you make, how simple can you make it for a center? I mean, we hear Connor, or excuse me, McDaniel preach about Connor Williams all the time. The smarts, you know how important it is. I mean, what was I, I was in 10th grade in 2010 and I even understood the difference of what Mike Pouncey brought to this offense, just his communication up front. So how simple can you make it when center is such an important position when you have a guy who, man, I, I don't know why people say this, but, but one of those centers came in and said, you know, I was just hanging out watching Netflix. I mean, you got to give yourself a little more credit than that, man. You're a professional athlete. So I, I, I don't know. Yes. Snap the ball and let somebody else uh, make the line calls. I mean, I, I, th- I think that's okay, okay. that, or you, somebody else on the team make the line calls. I mean, I think that's what you got to do. Otherwise, it's too complicated. Um, would you? Would that be like a? I mean, it, it stinks because he wouldn't be playing. But in a scenario where he'd be out there, would that be Robert Hunt or or who would you look to on that offensive line? Gosh, I mean, you might need Cotton doing it. I mean, because I mean, well, Robert Jones or, or Cotton or you know, they they can switch up the verbiage on offense so that they can communicate in a different way, but. I, I don't see them peeling Harrison off the street and then he's immediately making the line calls. If he did, I'd be wondering he hasn't played an NFL game in the last four years. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's just been practicing those Madden calls all, all day, every day, just to kind of stay on top of things. Where where does this offense find success? Where do you see things becoming simple for them? Because 
we hear a very disgruntled Raheem Mostert talking about how he feels that the Miami Dolphins really need to be running the football more, especially in the red zone. When you have these offensive line injuries and you're, you know, peeling guys from the street, could a best case scenario be something where you have Tua do it and the play calls are all really dumbed down and you make kind of that aspect simple. The plays are a little more simple just so you can execute instead of trying to confuse everyone with a big song and dance, which don't get me wrong. I love watching. I pause there for a second because I got to go resettle my daughter here. Oh, you're good. Whenever you are. Well, yeah, Raheem Mostert should be angry with not getting the ball more inside the red zone because you look at earlier in the game, the Dolphins had the ball inside the, what, three-yard line, third mm-hmm. down twi- twice. And on one of the those plays, and I, I tweeted this here, I mean, uh, on that that fade pass that they threw, which, by the way, is one of three things they need to get out of the playbook completely, completely. is, look, we know Tua can audible into certain formations. And look, it was a shotgun formation. Raheem Mostert's in the backfield. You look at the Titans uh, line at that player, quote unquote line at that, on that play, you don't see any defensive tackles. So they are, the Dolphins on offense are telling the Titans that we're going to run this personnel with four wide. And then they, the, the Titans match them and don't put any defensive tackles on the field and you don't audible into a run and just run the ball easily up the middle for it. He would have gone in the end zone untouched. I'm not a second guesser when it comes to play call. Anybody can see that. And we know Tua has the power to do that. So you could tell also by the body language that Tua had no interest in handing the ball off. And Hey, I, that's the gunslinger mentality. I get it, but you know, you, you're ta- you've got somebody in your backfield who leads the AFC in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. Use him. So I that's kind of the the theme for this game where if you look at what the Dolphins did against the Jets last time, 33 carries for 166 yards from their running backs. The Jets haven't let up, have only let up uh, 166 or more yards to a to opposing running backs on a team one time in the last two years. So the Dolphins were able to get it done on the ground last time with these backs. They've got to do that again and and use that to set up the pass because it doesn't look like they're going to be relying on Tyree Kill for 60 or 70 snaps in this game. And if they do, you have to worry about him being ready in the stretch run. And Raheem Mostert last week, 96 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I completely agree with you. I, I'd love to see that. I, I'm a little curious to see how much, um, you know, you look at Raheem Mostert, I mean, his yards per carry is so high. I'm interested to see if the Dolphins became a, you know, top five in rushing attempts offense, how many, how, how far things would shrink just because I think the Dolphins do a great job of being opportunistic when they do run the football. So I'd like to see it, you know, flipping the script a little bit, how that really hurt the, the efficiency of the unit. Yeah, and, and I like how much they've run the ball lately. I just want mm-hmm. them to do it when they need two yards because if I don't have the stats offhand, but, I mean, they've been successful when they do it. And just look at after when the Dolphins got, got the um, – Elijah Campbell recovered the punt late in the Titans game, and when – um, the botched uh, Derrick Henry throwback or, or tossback happened and the Dolphins had a short field Raheem Mostert had two very easy rushing touchdowns. And I remember screaming, that wasn't too hard, was it? So just keep doing it. Uh, look, the Dolphins are number one in points scored. They're number one in offensive yards, number one in passing yards. 
uh, number one in quarterback rating, number one in yards per play, number one in yards per pass, number one in rushing yards per carry, number one in rushing touchdowns. They do the hard things well. Just run the ball when it's third and one. And it, it really does feel like that sometimes where McDaniel, you just kind of like want to repeat what he says back to him. Be like, are you sure? Like, like, does that make sense out loud? Some things to track here. And and, and this is starting to get really concerning. Uh, Devon H. Chan, he missed practice for the second straight day dealing with a toe injury. Uh, I, I think they, there's some of the Twitter doctors are saying it is like turf toe and which is a couple week injury, man. Uh, should we start hitting this panic button about someone like Devon Achan where you're starting to see like the injury concerns and, and you need him to be part of this offense where when he's out there, it kind of feels like the old Golden State Warriors with their death lineup, right? Where everyone could hit threes and they just sprint down the court. That's kind of what the Dolphins had with all that speed is some sort of death lineup. And you, you need Achan out there to have that. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be one injury after another with the guy. And I know he's, he's smaller, but you know, we talked about it a few weeks ago when, when he, he came back for the, for the Raiders game, how much should we feature him? And I said, I, you know, I'd, I'd rather he be used as more of a decoy and somebody who touches the ball eight to 10 times a game and don't really throw him in, in the thick of things. And for the most part, the Dolphins haven't, I mean, look against the Raiders, he had one carry and then he got hurt again and then mm-hmm. he was out the next week. And then he comes back against the commanders and has a 20, 20 touches. Um, and, you know, this week here, he's he only has has 16, and then he hurts his toe. So yeah, it's if it, if it is turf toe, that's nothing to joke with. And and you're talking about him being not maybe not sidelined, but severely hampered for the rest of the year. So let's hope for the best on. And then also too, another guy to keep your eye on, Chris Brooks. He's been on injured reserve, but the Miami Dolphins did open up the window to return him. So I'm curious to see because. It's so weird to see how things develop in the NFL. I mean, the Dolphins traded a fifth-round pick for Jeff Wilson. Now he's playing one snap, and I think on that single snap he played, I think he was even lined up out wide. So I'm curious to see what, what's happening there, what, what Jeff Wil- Wilson's vibes are, and if this is going to be the Raheem Mostert show on Sunday, or if they can get one of these other guys going. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, it's weird with Jeff Wilson. I, I, I like Wilson a lot, and it was odd that he didn't, you know, get more than one snap in the game. Um, it, you know, but as far as the running backs and how they performed were concerned, I, I didn't have a big problem with Mostert and Achan. I mean, they averaged over 5.1 yards a carry in this game against mm-hmm. the Titans. You know, my only complaint is just them obviously not running in, in those two red zone drives. Other than that, I was perfectly fine with what they did. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Jeff Wilson can come in there and, and pick up the slap, slack, and I think he will. I'm totally sorry. I I wrote this down and I wanted to ask you about it. I wanted to feature this. I completely agree with you on the wide receiver fades in the end zone. Sometimes it does work really well when you time it with Tyreek and it looks a little different, which makes it cool. What are the other two things that the Dolphins must remove from the offense? Um, Stop throwing fade passes, run the ball on third and two, and stop throwing bubble screens to Tyreek Hill. Those uh, (laughs) number three might be the most important because that was that was the play he got hurt on yep. this week. So he got so he caught a, a a pass for negative five yards, got hurt on it. Last week against the Commanders, another bubble screen for negative eleven. Um, against the Raiders, remember a few weeks ago where the Dolphins drive what eighty yards downfield, get a yard of the goal line and a first down, and they threw a bubble screen to Tyree Kill for negative three yard, 
for the Chiefs game. That was the difference in the game. Stop doing this play. Like, you're getting the guy hurt, and it doesn't work. So if you take those three things out of the playbook, I think that you solve 90% of the Dolphins' problems. I think you're right. <laughs> I think you might be onto something here. No, I, I, I think the the bubble screens, I completely agree with. Uh, one crazy, crazy thought I had, and I'm curious. We saw Sed Wilson make an absolute insane catch uh, last week, and I think Josh actually tweeted out that that the percent chance of Tua completing the catch or pass was like 13%. Cedric Wilson had like half a yard of separation in coverage. Do you think that the Dolphins can find some sort of opportunity to maybe make 50-50 balls? God, even even I think if you make them like 58-42 balls, there's such a swing in your favor. Just because of how this offense operates with attacking space, where they can maybe try to throw some more jump balls up and the defense, the way they have to try to keep up with Hill and Waddle, might not be ready to go high point of football. Is that is that crazy talk? No, I don't think it's crazy talk. I think it's a great idea, and we saw why with Cedric Wilson last week and saw it also in the Chiefs game when he high-pointed the ball for the Dolphins' first touchdown. And they've also got, you know, Chase Claypool, who, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's really his his skill, being six foot five and going up and high-pointing the football. So, no, it, to me, that's an aggressive play. And if you can have an offense where you're sending three receivers out on the route, two of which are Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell, but then you've got this, this, you know, this giant third receiver that, hey, if, if you were to throw a 50-50 ball to Cedric Wilson downfield and that ball gets intercepted, I mean, obviously I hope he catches it or it comes incomplete, but I can live with that. To me, that's like a punt, um, unless you're Javon Holland and take it back for a touchdown. So, no, I'm, I'm completely with you on that.